Welcome to this week's Instrument of Comics. I'm Alec Dushback. And my favorite hugs to give are mouth hugs. Well, uh, I hope you stay away from playgrounds in elementary <laughs> schools and just schools in general. Uh, even collegiate schools? I can't kiss 18-year-olds, Alex? Not without their consent. And even then, it's still like a little creepy, I would say, too. Yeah, I am nearly twice their age, yeah. so yeah. Anyone that doesn't remember actually listening to CDs... Uh, I think would probably be uh, inappropriate. Did you ever have any cassettes? Uh, yeah, when I was a little kid. In fact, remember when I was a little kid for Christmas, I got an MC Hammer doll for Christmas. Oh, I'm not going to I'm not gonna dress it up. It wasn't an action figure. It was a doll. Yeah. Uh, yeah it was amazing. It was. Uh, but it came with a cassette with just two songs on it, an A side and a B side. Uh, and it was too legit to quit on one side. And then the B side, I don't know what to do because I only need that one song. Nice. I don't even know who it's by. I just know what it's called. And now that I think about it, I'm like, this is a Republican anthem that I, as a child, loved. It was called Get a Haircut and Get a Real Job. <laughs> uh, Good God. Who and was I'm that? I'm like, why did my dad buy me this? <laughs> who was my dad? Yeah. I don't know. I might it's not like, like a David Allen Coe song. <laughs> oh, are you hating on David Allen <laughs> Coe now? Well, I mean, his, his rampant racism. Uh, aside, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Do, do a deep dive into it, and you will. It, it's not even like that deep of a dive. Go above like his hits and you'll be like, oh, wait. So these were the B-sides that, that didn't make the radio outside of like Mississippi. Is this going to be the podcast where we ruin every bad musician for everybody? Let's all talk about Chuck Berry and how he uh, is a father of rock and roll. That's what you're going to say. And uh, a bunch of children of 14 and 15 year old women. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And let's talk about Carl Malone. And actually, what we're here to talk about I today. About Carl Malone. Oh, I don't even want to. Okay. Okay. We're talking about the last day. you don't like the Utah Jazz? Or? I mean, I don't. But <laughs> anyways. Wait, wait, wait. Let's talk about the Utah Jazz for 45 minutes, and then we'll get into the topic of today's podcast. This week, we're talking about The Last Days of American Crime, uh, no. a film that is currently streaming on Netflix, which is a Netflix original based off the Rick Remender graphic novel. Uh, so spoiler alert for that, and also for the news of the week that Alex tried to rush past. Uh, What's new? Uh, Joel Schumacher is not new anymore. I know. Yeah. That's not uh, what you're saying. Yeah, Joel Schumacher died. I, it's like, I know that like Batman and Robin and Batman Forever are joke to people. But like I Including well, Joel Schumacher. I love those movies. I only saw them when I was a kid and I haven't watched them since. Don't. So like I don't need to. But like I, I those are the films to where I don't need to watch them. I will always view them through the lens of when I was, yeah. I don't know, like eight or nine or whenever the films I came out. I made the horrendous mistake of watching the one with Mr. Freeze. And that was the worst two hours of my life. You didn't like the ice puns? Oh, not only are there like 50 ice puns, but it is the most ridiculous Batman movie you've seen. It's like Inspector Gadget, but he's dressed up like Batman. I will say, though, even aside from his Batman films, even though I think those were his two most successful films, Schumacher made some incredible films. Uh, Lost Boys, which is a, yeah. an amazing film. Uh, the vampire films are on Keith Sutherland. Uh, he directed Falling Down. Starring Michael Douglas, which is a great, great film. Which is really ironic because Michael Douglas was literally standing up the entire film. It's true. It's weird. Uh, I, I asked for money back afterward. And they're like, sir, you saw Godzilla starring Matthew Broderick and you're eight. You're not getting your money back. 
Uh, but otherwise, I think uh, Flatliners, I think, was also his as well. I like Flatliners a lot, too. Um, we've got more Batman news, too. The the Keatster, the Keatonator, he's back. Uh, as Birdman, too. Still Burden. Still, still Burden. Michael Keaton. I'm, yeah. I'm there. Except instead of one take, it's 10,000 takes. Can, can but none of it edited. I just want him to be Falcon, <laughs> but play him. At, he just want, he just wears the Falcon costume, but he is Batman. I thought for a second I thought you were talking about just Falcon from Children's Hospital because I've been watching that a lot, and I would be okay with that as well. From what? Children's Hospital. There's a character named Just Falcon. Oh, okay. First name Just, last name Falcon. <laughs> That's fucking fantastic. Um, do you want to talk about the serious news of the week? I don't know if you even know this. We didn't talk about this pre-podcast. Well, are you going to expand on your Batman news with Michael Keaton? Oh, he's back as Batman uh, in The Flash, in Flashpoint. Before. That's the rumor. Yeah, uh, that's a rumor. I saw another rumor. From the Hollywood Reporter, which yes, is a... very reputable site. Yeah, they are a website. But, they have a www.hollywoodreporter.com. Which is really all you need. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't get much more official than that. I saw that Jeffrey Dean Morgan was in the running. And I think I'd actually prefer Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Thomas Wayne, as evil Batman, uh, instead of Michael Keaton. Oh, are they saying that... Well, I thought Keaton was going to be just a different universe batman i didn't know he's gonna be thomas wayne well in flashpoint well, when flash it. travels through the universe i know the, the okay. story i actually yeah. haven't read it but i i do know it i actually i own it and i just pulled it this week because i was like i gotta fucking read this you story. can also watch the animated film i think that's one of the best dc animated films of all time um, which isn't saying a lot but uh, i disagree uh is, so does it go mask of phantasm and then everything else a hundred leagues below it uh no it goes justice league dark and then everything else below it. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but so, uh, yeah, I think Thomas Wayne would make, or I think. JDM? Uh, yeah, yeah. Would make a great, like, Thomas Wayne twisted like Batman. Version. He would make a very And especially because he played Thomas Wayne already uh, in Batman vs. Superman. He did, didn't he? Yeah, he was at the very beginning. He was killed. Yeah. Yeah. Like he should be. In yeah, everything. yeah. By Joe Chill. Yep. Yeah. In everything, yeah. everything, Jeffrey everything. Morgan. Should, no, well, I mean, he was killed in Supernatural, so and that's Watchmen. true. Yeah, and Watchmen, he was killed. Yeah. Uh, I don't watch The Walking Dead anymore, so I don't know if he's killed or not. No. Pretty sure he's dead now. Pretty sure. So maybe. But Negan lives in the comics uh, apparently, as of recently. Oh, yeah, there was a new Walking Dead, which is a Negan issue. Yeah, after the series ended, so that was interesting. They've got a new. I think it's a mini series they announced. Okay. Speaking of mini series, before I get to the serious news, uh, I just bought this today. The Boys is back in comics. The Boys is back in town. Uh, so it's the Thin Lizzy song is put into comic book form? Or the Everclear cover? Yes, both. Uh, they somehow were able to mash them both together with both uh, Garth Ennis and Mr. Derek. Robertson. Robertson, thank you. Uh, yeah, they're back. The team is back. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm not going to read it until it's a trade. Uh, but that was the best surprise news I've ever gotten in my life. Um, it is a Dear John letter, but it's um, called Dear Becky. Oh, cool. And speaking of the boys, still have no idea when season two is coming out. No, I know. All I want yeah. is more of The Deep. Yeah. Uh, and that's all. Can and Aya Cash is joining season two as well. Yeah, oh, uh, man, I can't Which we're, we're about to cancel her. We did announce that on news months and months ago. So what is your serious news? Oh, okay. So... Um, there's been a lot of sexual misconduct running rampant in the comic book world. 
Yeah, in the gaming world, especially a lot too. But we're in a gaming podcast as well. Has it really? Yeah, there's been a lot coming out. That's the fucked up. Uh, I think no bigger announcement. Uh, one of the executive chiefs of Comic Book uh, Legal Defense Fund, CBLDF, uh, has been removed from office. Wow. Stepped down. Um, and a lot of people have pulled their support from them, which is a yeah. blow to a. Well, I mean, I, supposedly they were they were covering some shit up. So yeah, yeah. Do your research on that before you make your opinions. I won't. I won't make any judgments there because I haven't done enough research. However, Warren Ellis has also been accused by a ton of people, oh. and one of his uh, greatest supporters, uh, Kelly Sudaconic, has a bunch of stuff to say about it. And I highly recommend you go listen to her. It's the first I'm hearing about it as well. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. So does Kelly Sudaconic. Defending Warren Ellis, or no. is she okay? Oh, that's really bad. Yeah. yeah, I feel bad for any of his potential victims. Yeah, it's it's not a good thing, and that's not a. Ha- we like to have fun here at the Hinchman of Comics, but that is not a way to have fun. That's not how you should have your fun. No, no, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with that. I think I, I think it's hundred percent. I, I look to you, and yeah. I'm very happy that you yeah. agreed. <laughs> yeah, my fun is a reading comics. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, lots of coercion and, and weird shit. So go do your research, make your own opinions, and then condemn them. Cool. Yep. Well. Believe people. And That's all I'm going to say to that. It's a weird thing, a more uplifting note. Now we're going to talk about Latvia's American crime, unless you've got more notes. Nope. Okay. That's cool. That's it. Yeah. That, okay. I'm glad I, I ended on the sourest note possible. Again, so, spoilers. So, I usually don't remember that. So, Like I mentioned, Latvia's American crime uh, is based off the... Graphic novel by Rick Remender, uh, which you and I both love Rick Remender. We're both massive fans. I'd say he's one of our favorite writers. Have you read Last Days of American Crime? I'll say this. I watched the movie, and like when I saw the opening scene, I was like, this seems familiar. And a couple of times, I'm like, this seems familiar. I was like, holy shit, I have read this. I completely forgot that I had already read this comic. I was intending to read it after yep. I watched the film. Yep. Have you read the comic? I own it, yeah. Sure yeah. Uh, so how well do you remember the comic before you went into the film? Um, well, the comic is kind of a confusing one. Um, it almost seems like it wasn't all written at the same time. It's a decent comic. Yeah. Um, I got it because it's Rick Remender. Yeah. And it's Greg Ticini, which is a phenomenal artist, one of my favorites. And I remember it okay, but in retrospect, thinking about that fucking comic, there's a lot going on. Yeah, I completely forgot about the comic, honestly. Sure. Uh, and I forgot that I had read it. Even though it's weird because, like, I would say Deadly Class, I think I've said before, my current favorite ongoing comic yeah, that there Black is. Science. Uh, the first season was my favorite TV, the only season was my favorite TV series of that year. Uh, we love Black Science. Uh, we both. Fear Agent. Fear Agent was great. Lowe is good. Yeah. Well, Seven to Eternity is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, his, uh, his Agent Venom run is fantastic. And his X-Force run is one of the best, more recent Marvel runs in history as well, too. Yep. So, like, we're a big fan of his work. Uh, so, we were both looking forward to this movie. And then we saw this movie. <laughs> wow, you don't usually open with uh, words that strongly uh, that are negative. It is two and a half hours. And I'll say this. It felt every bit two and a half hours long. Oh, my God. Do you, don't you mean it felt like five and a half hours? Yeah. I think I watched this movie in five parts. Like I had to pause and go do something else and then come back to it. Yeah, I was I was at least four, yeah. Yeah. It's uh okay. So basic overarching plot <laughs> is that in this world 
uh, the government has come up with something called the API, which when they they're going to put in every American citizen, and you can basically no longer commit crimes under it. Uh, you will not. It controls the human mind and the function where you're not able to beat this system that is injected into your neck. So it's like a reverse minority report. Yes, and the last of American crime is the main character wanting to pull off one last heist or crime spree before they get injected with API like everyone else will. Yep. Uh, the lead character's name is Brick. Uh, he is a mumbling, bumbling hero, kind of? Yes. And I'll say film's directed by Oliver Megaton, who did, I want to say, Taken 2, maybe 3, The Transport of 3. So he has a history of doing, like, major Rage films. Movie. Yeah, not in films I care for, but still, like, major films, Rage like, Winter of Tears. Yeah. But... The action is not fun in this movie, though. Like I can probably say, like probably the, I argue that the action scenes in Transporter Three and Taken Two are more enjoyable than they are in this. Well, but, they probably had the same budget, and those movies were shot ten years ago. Uh, I will say this too. Uh, you mentioned the lead Brick, played by Edgar Ramirez. Uh, you mentioned his mumbling, bumbling. His accent seems to go all over the place as well, too. Yeah, yeah. I know. Say, speaking of accents. Uh, Everybody has a different accent in this movie. Every single character, it's like they, they, ugh. it's weird because everybody is from a different part of the earth in general. We all are. Yes. Uh, but everybody in this movie, there's no two people from the same Yeah, spot. I will say this. Uh, Edgar Ramirez, I think, is from Venezuela, I want to say. Uh, Anna Brewster, who plays the female lead, is from the UK. You've seen Last Days. Uh, so his other big acting credit is as Gianni Versace in The Last Days of Gianni Versace. Edgar Ramirez? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, all yeah. the FX. What is it called? Uh, American Crime Story. American Crime Story. He played Versace in that? Yeah, he's he Versace. was way better as Versace. He's incredible yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah. That whole miniseries is is really yeah. great, and you should go watch it. It's fantastic. And I'll say this film has two of my f- favorite actors: Michael Pitt, uh, who is American. Well, he's doing a different accent. He plays Kevin Cash, who ropes Brick into this whole scheme as well. He's my favorite uh, part. He's everybody's favorite part of this yeah. movie. And then Charlton Kopi, who's South African, uh, he plays the main cop in the film. Uh, he's most famous for being in District Nine. Uh, he was in the Powers TV series as well, based off the Bendis comic. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So he's got uh, some, yeah. some chops. And I'll say, those two were, as acting-wise, were the best part of the movie. Because uh, I want to go back to the leads real quick before we move on to something else. Okay. But Brick and Anna Brewster, uh, plays the female lead, uh, plays Shelby. They're, they just felt so flat to me. Yeah, uh, they didn't have any chemistry with one another, I felt like, at all. And... I didn't care about their characters. They were, I don't know if it was the surrounding performances. I don't know if it was their writing. But I, I felt, my volume doubled the whole time as to what I would usually watch a movie on. Now, I usually watch movies kind of loud yeah. because you want the big effects yeah. with the sounds. I still couldn't understand what anybody was I, I, I turned on the saying. subtitles because it was driving me crazy. I'm glad you did. Yeah. So you know what they said. Good. God, so you really watched like eight hours yeah. of this fucking movie. Jesus. It's... Christ. And okay. Let me tell you, I can I can make any movie good. I can make any movie in the world good. Twilight, I can make Twilight good. You know how you make Twilight good? Is instead of uh Robert Pattinson uh as Edward, you just put Gary Busey. I was gonna say Weird Al Yankovic, but <laughs> <laughs> no, mine is better. Yeah. Mine is better. Okay, then we'll have Weird Al as uh the love and dress, whatever her name is. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. yes. It's <laughs> weird, though, too, because, like, okay. And I knew this whenever I suggested this film to you, but I didn't tell you this. This film currently has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's one of the rare films that has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Jesus Uh, Christ. And RIP everybody's acting career in this movie. I I will say the two leads, maybe it's not best for them. I think Michael Pitt will be fine. He does weird any stuff anyways. He's best well known. He did... uh, he was Jimmy in Boardwalk Empire. He was also in Last Days, not from my current Last Days, where he played Kirk Cobain, which was well received as well, too. He, I uh, get that vibe from him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he plays someone different in every film. He's also in Funny Games, which is the remake, which is a great film if, if no one's ever oh, seen it. Oh, he is. Yeah. He's, which, if, you should watch yeah. the original and you should watch the remake of Funny Games. Holy shit. Yeah, that is a, a disturbing. Yes, it is. Yeah. Good horror. And film. he is great in funny games too. He's yeah. he's great in everything. In fact, I'll say he was very good in this as well, despite everything about this movie. Yeah. He, he's he was the great. shining star yes. of this movie. He plays uh scene stealing. Kevin Cash, who ropes breaking to the scheme, who I don't know, through this all this stuff wants to partner with I don't know, go after his father, take his father's money and rob him. I don't know. It's all very confusing, even with subtitles. He was taking breaks to decompress from this film. This film, the premise sounds amazing, but the execution was just so poor. And I did not have these feelings reading the graphic novel. No, in the in the graphic novel, you can kind of see where everything is could be going. There's double and triple crosses in, in the graphic novel, and there are double and triple crosses here. But it it is almost like the double and triple crosses are... The way that they're speaking, they're mumbled. Yeah. You don't know what the fuck is happening. Well, and we have two. We have, I think it's random. Charlotte Copley's character who plays the cop, uh, Will, William Sawyer, Will Sawyer. Like, we have this opening scene with him where this guy's trying to rob him. And he takes his gun and ends up shooting him in the head with his own gun on there. And he's like, yeah. all his blood. He's like, the way he deals with, like, that trauma, like, wanting to get back to work. But then the character just disappears. Just disappears. Let me tell you, at the beginning of this film, the first like 15 minutes, you get an amazing song by the Ala Laws and you get a, a fucking uh, bop by the goddamn Portishead. Uh, this, and you are like, yeah, I'm in uh, it. And then it exactly. disappears. See, you had that. And for me, I had Iggy Pop from the Stooges. Yes, uh, and yes. I had the specials on the also in the first 15 minutes as well. I'm like, this soundtrack is amazing. This soundtrack sounds like it was developed by the people that wrote Deadly Class. Like, that's 100% what it Yeah, it seems like after that first 20, 25 minutes, they kicked Rick Reminder out of the room. Yeah. And we're like, all right, well, I think we got They're the like, idea. look, look, look. Okay, I get it. You like story and exciting things that happen. But have you seen our two lead? Because they have no chemistry, and that's <laughs> what we're going to bounce this film off of. Like, I didn't care about them. I didn't care about Shelby no. or Brick at all. Uh-uh. Uh and even the main villain in the film. He sounds uh, like he's got a brick in his mouth. Who all yes he does. <laughs> even the main villain in the film, I didn't care about him. He's new I can't remember at all. Like and there's this one horrific scene where he tries to rape Shelby and it's awful. But like if I cared about the character at all, I would have been like engrossed in that scene. But I didn't I didn't care. I was like, this movie, I still have an hour You're and a half left. Here, folks, everybody, Alex does not care about rape. Uh okay, first of all, don't call me Warren Ellis, okay? <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh, you didn't even know, and now you're talking about, oh, that's good. It's yeah. bad, but it's good. That's how we but really it's bad. That's how we act for news in America, with half the facts before we get the full story. You know what would have made this movie better? I can make this movie ten times better. Okay. And you're going to be like, what are you talking about? I want to replace Kevin. Okay, yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? With Jason Mewes. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I was going to say, if I was making fun, I would just focus on Kevin. Like, the best stuff, like, the best scene, yeah. uh, like, Matt said, spoilers, was when Kevin was confronting his father, ended yep. up shooting his father, oh hands bricked Shit. a rocket launcher. Yes. Has oh. Rick, Rick blow a hole in a wall to escape. But then, like, after leaving, Rick's running out, and Cash just goes over to his father and just pops his dead corpse, shoots him a good four or five more times. Like, that was my favorite moment in the entire yep. film. And... I'm going to make sure I send this episode to your dad. <laughs> I feel like we spent so much time on the news because there's just so little to say about this film. Like, I didn't care about the ending. I didn't care what happened to them. I didn't care about the, the API. Yeah. The execution was so poor. Yeah, it was super confusing, too, because at one point there's money delivered and a check is given to somebody else. And they freak out and there's, like, this big shootout that happens and it's like you could have just canceled that check. And then out of nowhere, there's just all this cash that's yeah. been stolen. Like thousands of pounds of cash. Like yeah. filling trucks and shit. And you don't really know. Uh, it's it's just mind-boggling. But the cash was also fake as well, too. Uh, I don't know. I it, don't understand why anything happened or where what exactly. the story was. Yeah. And like I watched the film. I remember the comic. If I uh, hadn't read this book, I'm not sure I would know what is happening other than people can't do crime because there's chips in their head. Yeah. Uh, That's it. And they're yeah. doing a heist or something. That's it. Um, I, all the double crosses and triple crosses. Plus, I feel like with the storyline with like corrupt police officers and all that, doesn't really go down all too well in these days either. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, let me also just, I'll say too. Sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I'm I'm over here. No, you yours is going to be more relevant to what we're talking about. Well, I was going to say we recently all of was about Extraction, which was also a Netflix film based on graphic novel See You Dodd, and I will say Extraction was a hundred times more enjoyable than this film. Yeah, the action scenes were amazing in Extraction. Yep. The acting was better. There's better chemistry in the film, uh, and it was an hour shorter. It almost seems like they just didn't care. About casting, um, whoever the sound mixer is in this film is horrendous. I I don't often call out the mixers of sound on this podcast, but you couldn't hear anything. Well, here's the worst thing about this too: since production shut down on a ton of stuff because we're living in a pandemic, this could end up on our top ten list of the year because there's only maybe ten things that come out of the year. <laughs> By default, it yeah. ends up there. I luckily I'll I talk about it again. That we're well out of that range. I think we're going to be fine. Um, but yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, speaking of that, though, Alex and I are in our brand. I know this is like a weird time to begin talking mm-hmm. about this. We're in our new podcast studio in Alex's new house. Yeah, which is a wonderful room that I am very happy I am in right now. It's got everything that I've ever given Alex already hung up and framed. It's true. It's just nude selfies of <laughs> of himself. But, I mean, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And what's weird is he made them mural-sized. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't want to be rude. Yeah, I did hire a muralist for this job. And let me tell you, my penis has never looked more perfectly adequate. I, I was glad that Georgia O'Keeffe straight out of her com- <laughs> comfort zone. R.I.P. Uh well, the ghost of George Rokey. Fine, fine. Uh, but I literally have nothing else to say about this film. What about you? I don't want to have anything more to say okay. about this film. Uh, so what do you rate this on a scale of 1 to 10? Oh, I can rate it as low as a 1? I'll yeah. do that. 
I'm going to give it a two only because Michael Pitt was enjoyable as Kevin Cash and Charlotte Copley was good in his role. But and we had the Stooges and we had the specials. That uh, means collectively, this is the worst rating we've ever given yeah, anything. Yeah, I hope we never have to give a rating <laughs> slow ever again. Yeah, or if we so do, bad. what we watched is a lot shorter. Yeah, uh, sure. But what are we doing next week? Uh, next week, we are doing in Doom Patrol. Yes. We're doing Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. And maybe Doom Patrol. Maybe we'll do Doom Patrol as well, too. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah, season two of Harley Quinn, if you haven't watched it. It's on DC Universe. I think it's airing on Sci-Fi, or at least first season is as well. So if you can watch it, check it out there too. It's great. Uh, I think it's worth a watch. Uh, I guarantee you, it'll have a better combined rating than what we did this week. Uh, yeah. Even our lowest score between the two of us will have a better rating than both of our scores yeah. combined this week. Uh, but as always, you can email us at hinterandacomic at gmail dot com. Uh, we have other places you can find us. Just do it. Just look. Just type yeah. into www.fbi.gov. G-O-O-G-L-E.com and then search H-E-N and then just finish spelling Henchman of Comics and then you'll probably find it somewhere. But not Henchmon because that's our reggae spinoff. We do have a uh, spinoff here. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to start a band. Uh, it is a ska band despite every uh, instinct I have in my body. And despite having no horns and only two people. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. I refuse to play upstrokes, drumming on the downbeat. I only play uh, drums on my legs, <laughs> and Alex can only play bass. Scallop drums. And <laughs> when he says bass, he means stand-up bass as well, too. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, look forward to our first uh, double, double LP. Uh, <laughs> first and last, yeah. It's going to be on both somehow Tower Records, Third Man, and Victory Records. Uh, oh, okay, I'll oh, yeah. Third Man in there for yeah. me. That's sweet. Yeah, you're welcome. I don't uh, want them to have anything to do with us. Uh no, they most definitely do because they're gonna they're gonna print a checkerboard vinyl. Okay, oh, yeah, it, it, it's where there's a will, there's a way, and I have more will than Jack White ever had. <laughs> What's he ever do? Nothing. <laughs> Live in Detroit, eat Detroit style pizza. Good for him. I've had I Chicago would... style. I've had New York style. I, I'm worldwide. Yeah, I would love some Detroit style pizza. That's my ninth favorite kind <laughs> of pizza. Ah, <laughs> uh, as always. No wait, I already did that part. I've got nothing else to say. For the instrument of comics, I'm Alex Ashback. Uh, and I, I'm here. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Henshin ain't easy. <laughs>